Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI podcast on podcasts. That's right. This is a podcast on podcasts. And if you noticed, I said on. You can also say about, but another way we can say it is on. Last week's episode was on NASA. The week before, the episode was on gyms. It's a replacement for about. And if you're lazy like me and you don't want to say two syllables, well, you can always bring it down to one. So I owe you guys a couple explanations. Os debo unas cuantas explicaciones. So what were we going to talk about? Well, uh, I told you I was going to tell you how and why I got into podcasts. Not so much as a podcaster, but as a listener. And it was almost by chance Por casualidad, I started teaching at big companies. These were huge corporations. And I realized that I was going to be dealing with some big wigs. Some big wigs, some peces gordos. And I wasn't worried about my English. Obviously, my English level was higher than theirs. That's why I was there. That's why I was the teacher. But I was worried about my corporate lingo. Lingo es jerga. The first thing I thought to myself is... I don't have that much in common with these people. And I've worked at many jobs and companies in my life, but I've never been an office guy. I've never been the corporate type. Fijaos en la pronunciación. Corporate. I remember I was working in Las Rozas, and those of you who know Madrid, well, I had to commute. To commute is desplazarse. From La Latina, the La Latina neighborhood, over to Las Rozas. And it was about a one hour, an hour and a half, I would say, commute. And so I was looking for something to fill up that time. And I thought, wait a second. If I can get inside my students' heads, if I can start surrounding myself with corporate words and corporate expressions and things that people were talking about and I was able to talk about current events, actualidad, well then I could teach them not just English but more specific English, pertinent English, current English, English actual. So I checked out Apple Podcasts because I had an iPhone and I went in there and I searched for corporate podcasts, uh, professional business podcasts. And I started subscribing to a couple. Uh, one of them I, I remember was the Welch Way, which was hosted by Jack and Susie Welch. And Jack Welch was the CEO of NBC, uh, or GE, excuse me, General Electric. Uh, they own NBC, son los dueños. And Jack Welch was very famous for his managing skills, for what he did with the company. So he had a podcast, I'm not sure if he still has it, where they talked about the issues that corporations were facing, the challenges. And of course, I would go to work every day listening to these podcasts. And not only would I brush up on, practicar or repasar, this corporate slang or lingo, mejor dicho. Slang es más jerga como de calle. Lingo is from a certain work area. 
So I needed to brush up on my corporate lingo, and that I did. I realized every day when I got to class, I had something to ask them. What do you guys think about requiring talent? What do you guys think about payroll? And all of these things that maybe I wouldn't have spoken about. I would, was busy talking about skateboarding or snowboarding. Well, they gave me topics of conversation. And it not only gave me things to talk about with these students, so we had something in common, but also I was learning too. And then I realized the power of the podcast. And I thought you could learn about so many different topics and all while you're on the go, commuting to work or, forgive me, in the bathroom, taking care of your business. So imagine that, learning about all different topics on your way to work. Hey, that's kind of like FYI. We look at all different topics over here. It was kind of a fluke. A fluke means it wasn't really on purpose how I got into podcasts. But one thing is true. I'm still into podcasts. I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts daily. So let me give you some of my suggestions, some of my recommendations. Some of my favorite ones are Stuff You Should Know. I think this is a really funny one that talks about different topics. Today we're going to talk about uh, Hitler's secret gold, or today we're going to talk about presidential elections. So it's, a, it's an interesting topic-based show with a little bit of comedy in there as well. It's called Stuff You Should Know. Uh, there's another one too, which is similar. It's got that comedic aspect to it, but you're also learning, and that's called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. So two with the word stuff in it, stuff you should know and stuff they don't want you to know. I highly recommend both of those. Another one I really love is How I Built This. This is with Guy Raz, and what an amazing speaker, interviewer, and his guests are top of the line. And it's a show where Guy Raz, great journalist in my opinion, uh, and a great communicator, interviews some inspiring people and uh, these people tell us their stories and what I realized uh, when I started tuning into this show and when I subscribed to this show is that all these people who have been extremely successful whether it be Jake Burton or anyone who has made it the guys from Ben and Jerry's they have all had their share of difficulties of hardships and they all just kept getting back up dusting themselves off and getting back on the horse. So I highly recommend this podcast, How I Built This, Como Monte Esto, and because it's it shows you that ideas don't just happen. There are people behind ideas and real people who have real problems. It's fascinating to say the least and inspirational as well. One I mentioned earlier, which is extremely popular, is called the Joe Rogan Experience. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they just closed an exclusive deal with Spotify to have the program there exclusively. Well, this show gets, I mean, millions of views and downloads. Joe Rogan experience. And it's cool because Joe Rogan is kind of an edgy guy. What does the word edgy mean? He's not like your next door neighbor, like all smiley and nice. He's got an edge. Tiene un toque oscuro, maybe we could say. An edge. Edgy. Let's see. Let me look up this word one second here because now I'm curious how you would say this. Edgy. Provocador. There it is. Daring. Innovative. So Joe Rogan is interesting because he talks about current events, actualidad, but he doesn't say what people want him to say. And I have to say, nowadays, hoy en día, that's very difficult. 
because most journalists have to say what their boss says. They're, they're being paid by someone. And yes, Joe Rogan has sponsors. He's got a lot of sponsors and advertisers because his listenership, listenership is the amount of people that listen to you. On TV, we call it viewership. Let's use an example. Podcast listenership is up and TV viewership is down. That's the trend, la tendencia. So the Joe Rogan experience, it's not for all audiences, but uh, I've been a Joe Rogan fan for a long time. He was the host of Fear Factor, and he's also a comedian, but he's edgy. You know, don't expect a clean-cut show. Another one I love that is awesome is called Disgraceland. And Disgraceland is one of these podcasts, as I said, that's produced. It's highly produced. So my podcast on a scale of 1 to 10, well, maybe it's like a 3. You know, I, I put the title on the, the beginning of it, the opening and the ending, and I add some sound effects. But this is an oral experience. I highly recommend Disgraceland because it feels like, you know, you're in a, a story. It's, it's a perfect example of storytelling. I imagine that's what Orson Welles was doing in his day is what they're doing on the Disgraceland podcast. And it tells the story of Studio 54, Elvis, other people, and tragic stories of rock and pop culture. It's called Disgraceland. It's not your typical podcast. There's great vocabulary in it, and it's produced beautifully. Disgraceland. Another one where you can learn about a wide range of different topics from molecular biology to radio technology to anything is Radio Lab. Radio Lab is another one that is educational. And how could I talk about podcasts without recommending some of my friends' podcasts? So we'll give a shout out to my friend Kyle Miller. He's got the Kyle Miller Show. It's a podcast that helps you learn English. We've also got Anna, Anna with two N's, another podcast that can help you learn English. Those are two that I recommend, but there are so many amazing podcasts out there. It's not just FYI, but remember, it's free. Subscribe to as many podcasts as you want. I subscribe to tons of podcasts. The more, the merrier. Cuanto más, mejor. Oh, and speaking of podcasts, do you know how podcasts get more visible? They become more visible when people rate them, when people give them five stars and leave a comment. So that said, if you like this show, FYI, for your English, leave us a comment. Give us five stars. And if you do, take a screenshot, un pantallazo, and send it to me, and I'll send you some bonus content for free, just as a thank you. And the next two podcasts I'm going to recommend, this is the aviation geek in me coming out, right? Freaky is geek. Freaky de la aviación. But I think they're fascinating either way. There's one that I listen to. It comes out twice a month, and it's called Avtalk. Av from aviation. Avtalk. And it's pretty interesting because it talks about news and things that are happening in the aviation industry, but it's not too technical. They don't get into a lot of technical jargon. Another way to say jerga, jargon, technical jargon. So I think anybody could follow this podcast. And the hosts, Jason and Ian, they're really great communicators. They speak slowly and clearly, and they explain themselves very, very well. Give it a try, even if you don't like aviation, just to see if you can follow along. It's called Avtalk. And my latest discovery. 
Mi último descubrimiento. This is Black Box Down. This is an aviation podcast. But what I love about it, again, is that you don't have to like aviation or know much about aviation to enjoy this podcast. It's a podcast that explores aviation accidents. We've all seen these programs on TV. Seconds from disaster, 3.24 p.m. The left engine. We've all seen them. Well, this is a very conversational podcast. It's two friends, one who is an av geek like me, and the other one who doesn't know diddly squat. Diddly squat is nada. And, well, the interesting thing is the one guy explains different famous plane crashes in history to the other guy and, of course, the listeners. And they don't just focus on what went wrong, but they also focus on how that changed aviation. So it's very interesting if you're into that kind of stuff, engineering, and anytime they get too technical, they explain themselves. So there are a lot of podcasts I listen to, aviation podcasts that I'm not going to recommend because even myself, sometimes I'm like, are they speaking English or what is this? And of course, it's because they're speaking pilot jargon, jerga de piloto. So we said earlier that uh, podcast listenership is up and TV viewership is going down. TV as we know it, the traditional TV, where I watch this at this time. I'm not talking about uh, Netflix or, you know, any of these uh, Disney Plus or any of these platforms. That That's going up. But I mean TV, traditional TV viewing as we know it is going down. But you know what? Podcasts are ready for that too. What do you think? There are no video podcasts? Of course there are. They're called vodcasts. So how many podcasts are there? There are a lot of podcasts. The figure I have here in front of me, and I checked a couple different websites, is there are currently, actualmente, currently over 1 million podcasts out there. Just Apple alone, which Apple is the biggest one right now. They're kind of the kings of the podcasting platform. Apple alone, they have 500,000 active podcasts right now. And there are new podcasts being uploaded every single day. And it's not just English content, guys. You have content in over a hundred different languages. So if you want to learn Chinese, I'm sure there's a podcast out there that's going to teach you Chinese. If you want to learn about the cosmos, I'm sure there's one out there that talks specifically about the cosmos. There's your homework. I want you guys to go out there and explore and see if you can find some new podcasts to subscribe to. Maybe something that you're interested in or one of your hobbies, or who knows, you could discover a new interest or a new hobby. The bottom line is explore. The bottom line is la idea principal, el grano. Here's another statistic for you. Remember, in Spanish, uh, I used to make this mistake. I used to say statistica. Claro, in English, it's statistic. But in Spanish, you say statistica, right, with a D. So I'm here to tell you don't make the same mistake I made, but backwards, al revés. Statistics. De hecho, como dije antes, es stats. So a couple stats. 49%. Careful with this. When we say percentages in English, we don't say the 49% or a 49%. We don't use an article in front of it. We say 49% of podcast listening 49%, not the or not a uh before that. And don't say porcent. I've heard students say porcent. It's percent. 
49%. So 49, that's almost half, 50, almost 50% of podcast listening is done at home, in casa. So that's in interesting. Remember, I told you when I started listening, it was on the commuter train, cercanías. But 50% listen from home. Now I have to be honest, most of my podcast listening is at home. It's if my daughter's taking a nap or I wake up early and I'm cleaning the kitchen. That's what I love about podcasts too. I don't have to stop my life. I can listen to podcasts and I can kind of continue, you know, doing my household chores. Los quehaceres domésticos de la casa. But at least while I'm dusting, quitando el polvo, well, I can also learn something. I can enrich myself. I think this episode, too, this has shown me how big of a podcast fan I am. I mean, I, I've always loved podcasts, but when I prepared this script, it just made me realize how much I love this world, the world of podcasting, so much that I listened to podcasts for 15 years, and then I decided to do my own. As many of you know, I have the radio show, which is available via podcast. It's on Apple and iVox. If you want to search for that, it's the show with no name on Vaughn Radio, uh, hosted by me, Alberto Alonso. But again, it's a radio show and a podcast. Uh, now, this show here is exclusively a podcast. Now, this was a surprising figure over here. Only 22% of people listen to podcasts while they're driving or in a vehicle. So I guess the radio is still the number one format when it comes to cars. So why wasn't Microsoft happy or thrilled? They weren't thrilled about the word podcast. Well, think about that. Microsoft is a brand, right? Es una marca. And iPod is also a product that is made by a brand. Their competition, su competencia. Yeah, they had their window media player, which, do they still make those? I have to be honest, I've never been a Windows user, so I don't know very much about Windows. But they had their own MP3 player at that time, and it was called the Window Media Player. So they said, pod? What do you mean podcast? That's You're, you're promoting Apple there with pod, with the iPod. Tough luck. Así es la suerte, o mala suerte, como decimos, tough luck, the word podcast stuck. But Microsoft tried. Oh, did they try? Oh, yeah. They subtly, sutilmente, subtly, la vez muda, they subtly tried to engineer the word blogcast, and they tried to use it in their advertising. Blogcast, blogcast. Did it work? No. What do we call them? Podcasts. Sorry, Microsoft, your attempt at ruling the world failed once again. Poor Guillermo Puertas. Poor Bill Gates. What a character. Oh, speaking of characters, I told you I was going to tell you what Ricky Gervais had to do with podcasting. Well, there are certain people who have been pioneers. And I don't mean pioneers because they were the first ones, like Adam Curry, but pioneers in attracting audiences to this format. And Ricky Gervais, as with many of his endeavors, his endeavors are the projects he undertakes, he saw the potential in doing a podcast. This was in 2005. And he said that this would increase his fandom. Fandom is sus fans. And so he started to release a podcast regularly. And initially it was a small time slot, un hueco de tiempo pequeño, on the 11 o'clock show. He saw that there was potential, and he said, I got to do my own. Well, by 2006, Ricky Gervais held the record, the world record, for the most amount of podcasts 
downloaded. And so Ricky Gervais is responsible, just like Adam Curry, just like Joe Rogan, and many others, for popularizing the podcast. At that time, the Guardian newspaper reported that the Ricky Gervais show, the podcast, averaged more than 260,000 downloads a week during its first month. In su primera mes, 260,000 downloads a week. Now, that was quite impressive. And, well, the Guinness Book of World Records agreed. And in 2007, he got the record for the most downloaded podcast ever. So there's no denying his influence in podcasting. And now it's true. It seems like so many people are podcasting. It seems like such a popular medium, not only to listen to, but to create. But I'm here to tell you, it's easier than it's ever been, but it's not easy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> nothing, nothing worth doing is easy, so to speak, como quien dice. But it's easier than it's ever been. So as I said, I'm going to give you a couple tips and some recommendations if you're thinking about starting your own podcast. Now remember, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy who researched it, lo investigó, for myself. And, uh, well, if this podcast sounds good and if you like it, well, you can contact me and I can tell you the exact equipment I use or I can give you other options as well. But really, you need very little to put together a podcast. You can really do it with uh, a voice recorder and an internet connection. But I recommend the minimum I recommend is a computer, obviously, and a mic. And that's it. I do recommend headphones because if you can hear the audio, it's better, especially later on in post-production when you have to edit. So the minimum, the bare minimum, just the bare necessities, the bare minimum that you'll need is a mic, a computer, and a pair of headphones. Now, there are a couple options with the mic. Of course, you have your jack mic that you can just plug into a jack in your computer. You have your USB mic, and then you have your XLR. The XLR los de toda la vida. You know, when you go to a concert, those cables you see. Now, I have an XLR mic. Mine is XLR, but there's just one problem. You can't plug an XLR cable into a computer. They don't come standard on computers. They're in amplifiers and microphones and audio equipment. So I need another piece, which is called an interface. And this is a very interesting thing because an interface basically is a mini recording studio. I have over 500 different uh, sounds I can come up with. I can play and I can record in high quality. So you can spend thousands and thousands of euros. Some microphones cost a couple grand. Grand son mil dólares. So a couple grand, pues un par de mil dólares. Also, I look at microphones as an investment, una inversión. So for me, it's not a toy. Every piece of audio equipment I buy is to have long term. So if all this is still a little bit confusing for you, you can contact me. I have no problem telling you how you can get started. There are even kits that you can buy on the internet where everything comes all together. You've got the mic, the headphones, and the interface, and you literally plug it in 
and you're ready to go. The options are limitless, just like the options of amazing podcasts that you have out there these days. That said, we have reached the end of today's bonus part. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and the bonus episode, and I hope you can join us in the review. Remember, every week we review the key vocabulary in a one-hour review class, and that's open to my super-duper students and my interstellar students. But if you're interested in finding out more about that, let me know, and maybe we can include you in this week's lesson. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and thank you for all your support. You guys are the best. And that's the end of today's episode of FYI. Hang on, hang on. Bring that music back in. How could I forget about my amigos? Special thanks to Augusto Hernandez for the song, Souvenir. Also, my amigo Nacho for lending me his voice and expertise in editing. Now, the show is officially over. See you next week. Tengo que reconocer que... 